Hi, I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today we'll be looking at uh, Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 37. Now, the reason why I do this is because I want to see disciples make disciples, and I want to see churches plant churches. I want to make sure you have an understanding of the Bible and what God's saying to you every day so that you can have the strength that you need uh, to make it through each day, do the best that you can for what God wants you to do in your life. So today, let's open up to Acts chapter 4, uh, verses uh, starting in verse 23. Now, we had just finished looking at Acts, the first part of Acts chapter 4, where Peter and John are called in in front of the religious leaders. They're very, very upset because people all around the area are starting to listen and they're starting to learn that Jesus can change their life, that he can do miracles. They're very upset by this. And uh, John and Peter uh, experience some opposition. And yet we see here a response to the attack that had come against them. You know, sometimes you get attacked in your life. Sometimes you do the right thing and you get what you think is the wrong result. People not liking you. Hey, look, people not liking you isn't necessarily the wrong result. You know, being praised by men can be a curse. You know, we want, we, in a perfect world, everything that you do would be liked by everyone. Well, we don't live in a perfect world. You can have the best of intentions, doing the right thing, the right way, and you'll have people not like it, you'll have people oppose it. Ultimately, you wanna be as loving and kind and, and as respectful to people as possible because that's the type of people that we want to be in our life as God uh, works through us. But no matter what you do, you'll always have some criticism. That's just part of following Jesus. The, 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 the fun part for Peter was when he prayed all night and he spoke in the day of Pentecost. He got to speak with this big crowd. Oh, God added all these people to the church. Now, now comes some of the hard part. Now he's actually uh, being falsely accused. He's standing in front of religious leaders. He doesn't that you know that he doesn't know he's given an explanation God used that opposition and people being critical to actually accomplish his will so the next time you get criticized or the next time you feel people being critical of you remember this could just be a part of God's plan for your life don't overreact don't get anxious about it just accept it and then say hey God would you give me the words to say given this situation or this season that I'm in and God will give you uh, the words to say and he'll allow you to pass the test during that difficult time. So it says in verse 23, Acts chapter 4, as soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priests and the elders. When the believers heard their report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, God, you are the Lord of all. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, and everything that is in them. And you spoke through the Holy Spirit through your servant David, our forefather, saying, how dare the nations plan a rebellion, ranting and raging against the Lord Most High. Their plots are futile. Look at how the kings on the earth take their stand with the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his Messiah. Now, <laughs> again, time and time again in the Bible, people are looking for a political savior. And time and time again, we find there are none. What was true in the Bible times is true today. There, there, there are none of those um, saviors. Part of Acts chapter 4 was explaining that. So it says, in fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus the Messiah. 
They did to him all that your purpose and will had determined according <clears throat> to the destiny you marked out for him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. You see, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. FUD. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. The devil will try to undermine God's will for your life using fear, uncertainty, and doubt. God wants to accomplish his will in and through you confidence and courage. Where do you get confidence and courage? In prayer. In prayer. A lot of time in this book, a lot of time praying. In fact, you might even just pray right now. You might say as sincerely as you can, hey God, give me confidence and give me courage. You know, I come down here, this is my 72nd episode of Bible on the Beach. I'm on a journey to teach the whole Bible on the Beach 20 minutes at a time. And I've come down here, I've had people make faces at me while I'm talking. I've had homeless people come up and sit down and then I get done teaching and they're like, wow, uh, are you a pastor? Man, I haven't been to church. So God actually turned this Bible on the Beach video into a service for someone that sat there and got to hear the word of God at the beach. And it's, it's funny, it's so beautiful behind me that sometimes people think, I've had people message me, hey dude, that's a nice green screen. I'm like, this is not a green screen, bro. This is Southern California, the most beautiful place on earth, right behind me. This is the most picturesque environment that I could possibly teach the Bible. And you couldn't build a building that has the beauty outdoors that we have right here, right behind me off of this jetty. And it's a privilege to be able to teach here. You see, they said, God, give me the courage and give me the confidence to speak the word that you want me to speak. And they did it. <clears throat> they said in verse 30, stretch out your hand of power through us to heal. So they said, look, put your hand on me Give me your power so that we can heal the people that are hurting. It's a great prayer to pray. You might say, God, use my life to help bring hope and healing to others and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. As they prayed, the earth shook beneath them. I've never had this happen. This would be astonishing, right? You prayed and then you felt like an earthquake. And what a powerful, powerful moment that must have been. It caused the building they were in to tremble. I've never had this experience, but it sure looks amazing. <clears throat> Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Now, the more God fills you with his spirit, you'll have courage and boldness. Now, courage and boldness isn't a personality. It's a confidence to stand and do the things that God has put on your heart to do. That is what it is. It's not a voice, it's not a posture, it's not um, a way of relating to people. It's a quiet assurance that you are doing exactly what God wants you to do. We all need to pray for that. We all need to pray, hey God, give me the courage and the strength to do exactly what you've asked me to do with my life. And, I, and, and then give me the, the courage and the confidence uh, to go and do it. It said they had unrestrained boldness. Now, verse 32, all the believers were one in mind and heart. Selfishness was not a part 
of their community. Wow, what a cool trade, right? What a cool trade. So we always have to pray, Lord, help me to be unselfish. Help me to think of others before myself. A lot of times doing God's will is simply putting your own needs aside and trying to serve and help others. It said, for they shared everything they had with one another. So <clears throat> again, this is another testimony. You can see a lot of times when, when God is moving, you'll, you'll just see people share. And it's not um, sharing through telling everyone to share. It just happens. There's just a vibe, you know? I spent my life surfing. I've seen, you know, there's like a great brotherhood that I have with people that I surf with. Everybody just shares. They just share wax, share boards, share leashes. Uh, it's not, nobody, nobody told them. It's just what you do when you, when you care and you love people. You just want to share your stuff. You want to share the experience. I've taught 93 people how to surf. Never charged any money. I just did it because I wanted to share the beautiful experience of being in the ocean with people in a way to connect and make real friends. That's why I've done it. So God <clears throat> will move in our life. And a lot of times it just shows up by us sharing the blessings and the things that he's given us with. Now, look at verse 33. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great measures of grace rested upon them all. Some who owned houses or land sold them and brought the proceeds before the apostles to distribute to those without. Only God can tell you to sell your possessions and you feel great about it and you give away whatever it is you own to bless someone else. Only God can do that's powerful. That's powerful. We should pray. Everything in our life is just an open hand. I made a commitment when I started Ocean Water. It was a commitment I made to God. God, I'm going to give away all the money and all the people until there's no more money and there's no more people. The first time I show up on Tuesday night and it's just Maria and I, I'll know I'm done. I'll know I'm done. But so far, God keeps sending people and he keeps sending money and we keep trying to train them up and disciple them and send them out and it just keeps happening naturally. God just keeps doing it. I think we're up to 13 churches now in five countries. That's all God, no staff, no employees, all the Lord, just open-handed. Hey, whatever you put in my hand, I will not hold on to it. You see, God will test you. He'll put things in your hand and you, if you, you might go, oh, I really like that. I really like what you put in my hand, it's mine. Well. If you just keep an open hand, whatever God puts in your hand is God's and he just does whatever he wants with it, then everything that you have can actually be multiplied. It's a posture. It's just keeping your hands open. So you might want to pray today. You might want to say, hey, God, help me to keep my hands open. Or you might be thinking about, man, maybe there's some things in my life I've been clenching too tightly to. Open up your hand and God will put more in. This is the great test of faith. God tests you. Do you think your money is your money? Do you think your house is your house? Do you think your possessions are your possessions? Do you think your influence is your influence? Do you think your education is your education? Do you think your experiences are your experiences? What if you're open-handed with everything that God gave you? Well, if you're open-handed, then God can multiply everything. So, if you just have a couple pieces of bread and two fish, give it to God, he can multiply it 
do amazing things through your life. So I want to pray for you right now. Just say, hey, God, everything that you give me in my life, I open up my hands. I, I, I quit clenching and holding on to it. I open up my hands. Whatever you want to do with everything you've given me in my life, please take it and use it and multiply it in Jesus' name. It says not a single person among them was needy. Wow. When there's an open-handedness, all the needs are met. When there's an open-handedness, God meets all the needs. Now, verse 36, let's wrap it up. He says, for example, there was a Levite from Cyprus named Joseph who sold his farmland and placed the proceeds at the feet of the apostles. They named him Barnabas, or the encourager. You see, again, open-handed with everything that we have, God takes it and he multiplies it. This is what he was doing in Acts 4. This is exciting. This is what it's all about. Life is about giving it away, about giving everything that you have to God. Even if you think it's a crumb of bread and a piece of fish, God will take it, bless it, and multiply it. I hope this is an encouragement to you today. God bless you. I love you. And until we see you next time, have an awesome day.